Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. My guest today is John Avi Goldstein. Before we get to that, I have a couple announcements. Of course, go to the website, TravelTalesPodcast.com. There you'll find links to all our social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and of course, iTunes. That's the little musical note button at the bottom. Go there, click on that, subscribe, cost you nothing. And if you're on iTunes, why not give us a nice rating, huh? Say a few nice things even. That would be awesome. That helps people find the show because it boosts our presence and uh, builds our audience, which is a cool thing. Also, if you want to write me, it's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. Summer's right around the corner, and I am headed back to Croatia. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me right back in. Thanks to friend of the show, Ashley Colburn. I am going to be taking a press trip there. Uh, doing some video reporting and blogging from Croatia. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be exciting. I'm going to be recording some shows there as well. So I'm very excited to be doing that in June. Also, I am going to be at the Nashville CMA Fan Fest. That's the Country Music Awards Fan Fest. I did this last year. This is the first week of June, technically the second weekend of June, June 6th and 7th. I will be at the Nashville Fan Fest hosting the stage at the ABC Tent. ABC Network will be there. We'll be giving out a lot of free stuff. And uh, I'll be interviewing stars on the network and blah, 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 blah. So that will be Friday and Saturday at the Nashville Fan Fest. Look for me at the, uh, C- at the ABC Tent. Because uh, you know me, I'm all about the country music. <laughs> Not really, but uh, that weekend I will be. Also, World Cup starting, and I'll be in Croatia for that. That'll be very cool. Can't wait to watch the World Cup in Europe. That's always an awesome, awesome time. And anywhere overseas watching the World Cup, and it's growing here. So if you can uh, watch it anywhere, go to a pub, find an international crowd, and watch some games, because uh, that's how I got hooked, was watching it in 98. I was in Italy during the World Cup, and that's how I got hooked into it. It is a worldwide language, soccer. And if you uh, learn it, boy, that helps overseas when it comes to (laughs) conversation and meeting people. Believe me. All right, as always, I urge you to go out and travel this summer. Flights are a little expensive and crazy. Use your freaking flyer miles if you can do it. Use them wisely, which is what I'm doing, and that's how I'm getting to Europe. And um, I hope to see you on the road. And if not, I hope to hear from you when I get back. Now, let's talk to the lovely and charming John V. Goldstein. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm speaking to John V. Goldstein. And I'm glad you said your name first when we first met at the door because I screwed it up completely. I am. I can't be the only one. No, everyone my whole life has said it wrong. (laughs) I, I've had every different thing. I've been called jambalaya. I've been called Jumanji. (laughs) Jumanji. I like that one. That's a good one. uh, It's actually an Indian name. It's Sanskrit. And you guys can't see me, but I am a very pale blonde girl. <laughs> so okay, let's get right to the bottom of it. I'm gonna. My first guess is uh, hippie parents. 
hippie parents who totally. took it a step further and were Hare Krishnas. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> now we're deep into it. So, okay. Hare Krishna, where'd you grow up, first of all? I was born in Hawaii because my parents were in the Hare Krishna temple Very in Honolulu. I'm with you. All right. And they actually met chanting at the airport. Wow. <laughs> and sort of moved around. Everyone always says, oh, were you military? And I said, no, we were more like a missionary family, but it was for Krishna, not for Christ. Wow. Okay. Brothers and sisters? Just me. I think I just read a story somewhere about Hare Krishna that's a growing thing. Maybe yeah. was it in Vanity Fair, maybe, or Esquire or something? Or... I haven't seen it, but it, it comes and goes. I was in a magazine and I was on a plane. <laughs> That's all I remember. But I, I'm sure people in LA are really into it. Because I think it's, um, it's kind of going hand in hand with uh, a lot of the uh, yoga and all this you know, new exactly, age kind of stuff. Exactly. And... I've never seen so many people who have tattoos that they say are Sanskrit for something. I always wonder <laughs> if, if they really are or, and, or not. And what does your name mean in... So, Janavi is actually another name for the Ganges River oh, in India. Okay. And then, and, th- and this is a joke I tell on the stage. I, I've retired a bit, I'll tell it to you now. <laughs> but it was also the name of one of the Hindu gods' favorite mistresses. Okay. So, I always say that my mom basically named me Wet Hooker. Um, <laughs> and with the Ganges being so polluted. I know. I heard you, you're never supposed to go there. You're never supposed to go in it. I don't still go really want to go. I figure if I go. To the very, very top of the Ganges, it should be, it should be clean. But yeah, they, they do everything in the river. Yeah, it's, it seems so disgusting. Have you been to India? Have you I have been to India, but I didn't go to the Ganges. Okay. But I did hear, if you go, don't go anywhere near it. I know, I know. Because there's all sorts I'm of polluted. What horribleness can I say? in there. Um, okay, so Hawaii. Hawaii, and, and then, then we lived in Samoa. Samoa, okay. We lived in Samoa, and... I, I don't remember so much, but it's a story my mom's told me so many times. I got bitten by a millipede, a poisonous millipede. Wow. And for about six months, my neck was just paralyzed to the side. And there's pictures of me riding a tricycle, but I'm basically riding in circles. Because oh you can only look left? You can only look to one side. <laughs> well, they did say, look where you're going, and then you're, I'm always going left. Exactly. <laughs> So, so you were like, what, three or something? I was about four, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so brothers and sisters, no brothers and no sisters. No brothers and sisters, just us. Only child. Then we went to Brazil, but we ended up in Oregon, and I grew up in a very tiny, tiny little hick town that was about 80% Mormon. Oh, my gosh. Gravel roads, rural address. So what did they think of this crazy uh, Hare Krishna family coming in, these Mormons and... It, you know, I was definitely the weird kid in school. I, uh, I'm a vegetarian. That's part of the Hare Krishna oh, okay. thing. Yeah. But my whole life, I've stuck to it. But oh, good for you. My my parents also were very, you know, they were like LA people today with all the healthy food, but in Oregon where everyone had meat freezers for the deer. Exactly. They shot. Exactly. And you know, I would have spinach spaghetti and get teased at school for you know, Jonavi eats green worms. So, <laughs> and and the kicker is that my last name is Goldstein. Yeah. So no one knew. I know, you know what uh, to do with me. Oh God. <laughs> you were the devil on both counts. Exactly. Something weird, and then that crazy Jew devil. <laughs> but that's a what a great name, Jonavi Goldstein. It's yep. like I live in the ashram, but I can. <laughs> And do your taxes if needed. Exactly. And I, I guess with the last name Goldstein, that's why I had to become a lawyer eventually, right? right? <laughs> okay. If we haven't told people what you do. You're, you're a comedian, but you're also a lawyer. 
Yes, I am. Okay, and I'm schizophrenic. This is... No, I, mean... <laughs> <laughs> I find though in comedy there's a, a lot of lawyers and ex-lawyers in it. There, there are. I've I've found that um, people always like to point out that Greg Giraldo, who was a yeah, lawyer and also killed him. Self. Yeah, but unfortunately, that's the that's the thing they always say to me. But oh my I, God, really? I get that a lot. But I do think, um, you know, Paul Mercurio, who has a great podcast too, and you know, mm -hmm. for Colbert, a lot of there's a guy Al Lubell who was uh, an older guy, but he was uh, he was a lawyer, and another one uh, I know Jack Thomas, this guy who's a writer now, but he was yeah his his like his Twitter handles like ex lawyer, right? Yeah, right. So, so I try to keep it. Pretty separate, but last year I actually made a web series about dysfunctional drug addicted lawyers. You know, <laughs> try, made sure to tell everyone that I, it was just acting. Did you so. shoot it in your office? Uh, we actually shot it in a friend's law firm on okay. on the weekends. And the thing is, is because lawyers work so much, like sometimes we'd be filming and we'd get we'd get interrupted. And... Oh no! Well, <laughs> you had extras that are already built in. Exactly. They're already there. You just put them in the background. Exactly. It's like the office. They're just there. But wow, that's great. So, okay, let's get back to the travel. Sure. So right from an early age, you're moving around a lot. So the idea of moving to a new place was kind of ingrained in you from the start. It was, and then I rebelled against it. And so once I was in Sherwood, which was the town in Oregon, my dad had his own business, and he would go around the world teaching seminars, and they would take me out of school for a few months at a time. Oh, and, see, this is what I dreamed of. And I like most hated kids... it. I oh. hated it. And so when I finally got a little bit older, like they went to Australia and I, I stayed home and my grandma came and stayed with me. And looking back, I'm like, well, what was I thinking? Of course. Of but, course. you know, I just wanted... Just you want to fit in. You want right, friends. and Right. Yeah, but I'm amazed you stuck with the... But the vegetarian thing through that, I mean, that's for a kid yep. when they're all eating McDonald's and stuff. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's, I, that's probably the one thing my entire life I've fully committed to. Pretty amazing. Well, if you had it now, you'd probably be, you know, I get get, sick, yeah, the awful. Says. Yeah. But, you know, you've been to a lot of places and we'll get to most of those. Mm -hmm. But traveling as a vegetarian, you're not vegan, though, are I'm you? I'm not vegan. No. Okay, because that's really hard. That's really hard. Vegetarians, you know, pretty easy, especially yeah. in Asia or anywhere like that, until you get to like Brazil and Argentina and stuff like that that's of tend to be... all the places i've ever been the hardest place to be a vegetarian was actually new orleans <laughs> oh yeah that makes sense too that makes sense too all and the Wisconsin. vegetables came with lard <laughs> yeah yes. but yeah oh i can imagine oh but you're missing so much great food it's so good um yeah but it's amazing you could stick with it how did you how well did you do in have you been to south america I have. I have been to Costa Rica and, well, we lived in Brazil, but I was a little kid. Okay, because that um, is and, meat and central. I went to Peru just last year. I've always, I've always done fine. Mm -hmm. And actually, one of the things I do when I travel is I find the Hare Krishna temple ah, because they're vegetarian. Right. And a lot of times they have this thing about feeding the poor. So when I was traveling on a budget, it's donation system. So okay. that has always been my go-to is find the Hare Krishnas <laughs> and I'll have great Indian food. So this is also, I read in that article that, um, well, not only that it's growing, but they're also left fewer and fewer. They don't wear the robes or the hair as much or... Uh, my dad had saffron robes and the shaved head with the little. He did. He did have it. Okay. He had all that, but I mean, that was a while ago, so. Uh, oh, I, maybe it's just, I don't know if it... it yeah, that's becoming less, but they're also not as prevalent. I mean, you, it was a cliche that you'd see them at the airports. Airport. Well, but now they're not doing airport. that anymore, I guess. I think there were a lot of lawsuits about that. Yeah. yeah. And maybe 9-11. <laughs> maybe you know, yeah. a lot of people don't want them hanging around the yeah. airport. Um, but still, it's uh, 
was there pressure on you to be in it like for the you know the life there wasn't like there's pictures of me as a kid you know dressed up in full Hare Krishna regalia and doing all of that and I do remember that you had to chant before you could eat and that was always really hard for me I was like I just want the food (laughs) but I want my green worms um my parents eventually got out of it because at that time there was a change in spiritual leaders and they wanted all the kids to get shipped off to school in the Philippines so that the parents could could focus and my parents said no way that sounds weird no way are we shipping our kid off and and after that they sort of phased out but growing up we did the jewish holidays for one side of the family my mom's actually <laughs> was raised catholic so okay. we had the, the same, same as my family I had, yeah. my dad was jewish my mom was catholic exactly so we're not real jews to the hardcore jews, no but, but we we didn't do either so <laughs> i was i brought up with nothing but you were brought up with something way out of uh, oh yeah we different. did that and then i went to mormon church because it was fun oh pick a side will you please i know so good yeah, lord a little bit of everything but do you think like maybe that is one of the ways that you maybe went into law like you have a, you look at the both sides of things and maybe that's an interesting thing and i i think it wasn't until I did traveling that I started looking at different things. I, I can admit that I was very judgmental and one-sided about so many things and was very corporate. And then when I finally I got laid off and I went traveling and I came back and I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I have different perspectives. And having your mind changed is the coolest thing I think I've gotten right. from traveling. But you're in uh, the kind of law you do is, is corporate law? I actually do criminal defense. I do federal criminal defense. So we're defending people who commit large, or allegedly, commit, Alleg- allegedly, allegedly, of course, commit um, large fi- frauds and, and financial crimes. It's it's pretty interesting. It's definitely a, a more conservative area of the law. Yeah. But I am lucky to work for an amazing boss who has has been really cool about it. And <laughs> I remember in one case, uh, I had a. A, a government lawyer quote something from my Twitter back to me. So I'm like, and this was before the NSA. I was like, they're just, you know, they're, and, but it's, it's worked out. It's been okay. I keep it totally separate as far as material. So, so were you involved in, were you in this line of work when the, uh, the big crash in 2008 happened and the financial crisis? I, I actually was, first I did entertainment law. Oh, and then I realized boy. I want to, I want to be, I want someone to write a contract for me. I don't want to be writing contracts <laughs> yeah, for all right. these people who are who are making it. So I was doing entertainment law at that point, and I got laid off from that job in that whole mm-hmm. startup crash, whatnot, and said, I'm giving up law. I'm giving up everything. And I went to Australia by myself. Okay. And uh, – Got got into this sort of lie. I do now, sort of accidentally. What uh, was that? Your that wasn't your first trip solo, or was it? It really was. I mean, I'd been to other places for a few weeks, but it was the first time when I really, I, you know, packed up everything, put it in storage, and how long were you gone? I was there for three months, and then I came back because I was in a wedding, and weddings at that time were still a big deal. <laughs> 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 and now you see that oh, they come and go. Just did, no. <laughs> yeah. I'll and, go to your second wedding. And that? I actually went back for another month to Australia. Oh, wow. Seriously thought about moving there, but in, in, the, in the end decided to come back. Okay. What, what part of Australia were you? I went all over. I flew into Sydney and I got there the day before New Year's Eve. I had oh, no wow. plans. I, nothing, and I ended up having the most amazing New Year's Eve, Bondi Beach, party over you know the fireworks over the, it was it was unreal and from there i went did the great ocean road 
If you, yeah, yeah. If well, I, I did the, uh, I've been from Melbourne all the way up to Cairns. Okay, so. So I did, gonna... uh, yeah, I did like Greyhound bus the whole way. I did the Greyhound bus oh, too, all gosh. the way down the whole East Coast. And the Greyhound bus in Australia is amazing yeah, compared nice. to Greyhound buses yeah, here we in have, the United we States. Yeah, we have our own, yeah, I was like, I'm going to be there with criminals. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, it's actually nice. Yeah, it, it was, was mostly backpackers, actually. You it know. was great. And that's, I mean, I did the whole hostel thing and I, I went over to New Zealand as well. And Yeah, New Zealand's beautiful, isn't it? it? New Zealand was beautiful. But Australia, I can still say, is my favorite place I've yeah. ever been. And I don't know whether it was, well, I, I don't regret it, but I loved Australia so much that I actually got the Southern Cross tattooed on me when I was there. <laughs> And I don't see it on you, so maybe this isn't a private place. I'm not going to bribe to be. It's on my side, but for okay. those for your listeners, the Southern Cross it's not a, it's not a religious thing. It's the constellation yeah, right. that's the, on the Australian flag. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sky for the sailors and the whole thing. Right. Well, okay. So you were there. You go. You show up knowing no one to Sydney. Did you have a place to stay, or did you? How had, did you? I had rented um, a college dorm room because the students were away. All the oh, host- it's their summer break. Yeah. Yeah, and. All the hostels had been sold out because it was New Year's and Christmas oh, time and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So I found this and really had no idea what was what what I was doing. <laughs> was definitely a little nervous. Didn't have a smartphone. Didn't bring my computer. I mean, really just jumped into it and old school. I like it. Old school. Had a lonely planet. Was in the uh, was anybody else in the dorms? A few people, but mainly like exchange students, right? Barely spoke English, sort of thing. But randomly, I ended up connecting so many people here. It said, "Oh, I have a friend with a friend with a friend," and mm-hmm. met so many people. And stay, you know, did some couch surfing, stayed in hostels, but also got to stay with people. And the whole time I was on the Gold Coast, stayed with with friends. It was oh, great. Right. Well, when I was there, it was like January, February, like that too, and it was so hot. And then again, I really wanted to go. Uh, to the inland, to the outback, you know, to... Uh, I never made it. The middle, yeah. And then I was telling people, yeah, I want to go, like Alice Springs and stuff. And they go, you realize it's going to be like 120 degrees. And I go, right, right. yeah. And they're like, how are you going to get there? Well, there's this bus. And you're going to sit on a bus through 100... You're out of your mind, mate. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Maybe I'll just stay <laughs> near the water. Plus, I scuba dive, so that's what... I scuba reason. dive as well. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, did you, so you did the whole uh, up in Cairns and... The, I did. The However, there had been a lot of rain and the visibility was terrible. Oh, so it wasn't... Really? It didn't blow me away the way people say it does, but I've heard oh, that actually it. on Perth, on, this, on the other oh, side, yeah. that there's amazing diving, but I didn't make it over there either. Nobody does, because it's so far away. So far away. It's the most remote city in the world, I think they say. <laughs> um, so you just stuck on the East Coast then? Well, I did Sydney... All along to Melbourne, I went over to Adelaide. Uh, well, how's Adelaide? I never met. I never went. It was good. I liked it. It yeah. was. It was funny. They they took their clubbing scene very very intensely, and you know, I I didn't even bring I didn't bring a pair of heels. I brought flip flops with me, <laughs> and I remember get, having such a hard time getting getting into one of the clubs there because. You know, yeah. wasn't gussied up enough, but well, yeah. But ninety nine percent of Australia flip flops are just exactly. fine, exactly. Thongs, as they say. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, and your thongs and your uh, your boardies and your sunnies and your right. the mozz- all, the all mozzies, the mozzies, yes, maccas. They're they they call me Bogan because of the tattoo. It's which is white trash, basically. <laughs> and you think about it. I mean, come on, some, they got their shared tattoos. If someone right. here though had like the American flag tattooed, we'd make fun of. You well, know. That, that's kind of <laughs> true. Uh, well, this is not like the you know the actual flag. I no, mean, that no, no, been, it's not. Yeah. Um, the one thing I found about Australia, and maybe you can, I don't know how you felt, but it's it's like 
The only disappointment I had with, with, with it was it was it was a little too much like here. You know what I mean? Like everything's, uh, you know, only a couple hundred years old and anything right. older than that was Aborigine. It's been wiped out pretty much. Right, and, right. Um, so cultural wise, it's not that old stuff to look at or, you know, seeing a big history and you kind of know their history, you know. I agree. I think it was a good starter place for me to go completely on my own. That was my first solo trip, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So it is because, I mean, there's no big language barrier. And, right. I mean, and they're all fun. And Obama had just been elected, and so oh, yeah, everyone was... was super excited about America. Yeah, I noticed a big change when yes. that happened, because <laughs> the Bush years toward the end were really rough right, going right. around, because he was not liked. No, anyway. and he's, you know, even when I was in England more recently, they still, that's still. the first thing they associate yeah. American Bush. Yeah, yeah. how did that Bush. happen twice? I got, I got, <laughs> sorry. I, after a while, you just throw your, I, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, so did you use that? As, did you just stay in Australia other than New Zealand or did you go to like Asia? Just did you go to Bali? I didn't. I didn't oh, come on. I've never been to Bali. Yeah, they all go there. That's, that's like their Fiji. Vegas. I know, I know. I, I didn't go to Fiji, but I did go to Bali. A lot of Bali? drunken Aussies. A lot of drunken Aussies. But, That's what um, I hear. It is beautiful. It's beautiful. You'd like it. I, I'm Why sure. Why wouldn't you? It's, you know. I'm sure I'll go. I, the one thing is I feel like it's <laughs> one probably of those places Krishna's where there. everyone goes on their honeymoon to Bali. Yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah, probably. And um, I went to Tahiti. Actually, well, this was, I, I don't consider it traveling, but right after college, I went and I lived on a sailboat, a 55 foot. You don't consider that traveling? I, Living you know, on a sailboat? <laughs> in where? Where was I, it? It was in Tahiti. And, yeah, I, I put that under the travel banner. And like, I was going to go sail around the world for a year and, and, and make this movie. And then I decided I wasn't, I wasn't cut out for it and came to L.A. and got into advertising. Because that's what I did before law. I mean, oh, really? About, oh, you didn't start? You didn't go right into law out of No, college. I worked in advertising. And then I went to law. So okay. I was a huge disappointment. To man, my oh, man. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Christians there, what have we gone wrong? What did we do? <laughs> But so you're, yeah, you're going to work in your suit. Uh, your old oh. man's there in the in the robe, and going, "What? <laughs> what happened?" You were like the Alex P. Keaton of the. <laughs> where did you go to college? I went to University of Miami. So wow! I, so you went all the way across country. Well, that was the thing is I wanted to go to the furthest point from Oregon. That yeah, was that was change. my goal, and I got to do two summers in New York City. Oh, which great! Was amazing. Yeah, stayed in the dorms at NYU. Oh, right in the village. Yeah, it was. That's awesome. It was fantastic, and you know, did mm. a few trips to the Keys, to the Caribbean, well, yeah. Cancun, things like that. But really, was set on them. My parents encouraged me take a year off. Oh, and, gap year. Sure. And I said no. You know, must go establish myself. And I, I you imagine still how kick dumb myself. we are. I know. It's we're like- st- <laughs> To this day, my best friend in, in college, he was uh, he was that guy. Like his brother said, because I I went to I did the backpacking thing for like six weeks, mm-hmm. you know, around Europe and after college, and uh, he was going to go. I said, you know, come with us. And uh, his brother, who was like you know big time, you know, guy in a suit, Wall Street guy, right, uh, was like, if you want to go with Mike, I'll take care of it. You know, it's my gift to you for graduating, yeah. or you can go, or I can get you buy your first two suits and you can go to work and he chose the suits and to this day he's like man i don't know what i was thinking and i i my friend his uh his nephew we just, i just saw him in kentucky same thing high school senior doesn't even want to go to college wants to go straight to work and i was like That's dude thing. you have your whole life i think it's a weird american thing yes you know, because everywhere else, it's very encouraged. Like in Australia, that's why I wanted to go. Another reason I wanted to go to Australia so bad because I met all them, 
in Europe, you know, traveling around, and they were all right. so much fun. And when they leave, they leave for a while. Yeah, you know, they go. They for, go. It truly is a gap year. I mean, yeah, they'll, and, they'll do that. And so, yeah, I'd been to places. I'd been to Israel in college and other places like that. But really, Australia was the first big trip where I didn't have even a return ticket home. And I was 29. Okay. And I was like really old. And I'd go on these well, tours oh, and yeah. everyone would be 18 or 19, yeah. you know. And I and, just went through that. And, you know, I was not 29. I was in my 40s. <laughs> and man, you feel it. You know, I'm not in the hostel. I'm too old to do hostels. That's the thing. It's like, I don't want to be that, that creepy lady yeah, in I'm, the hostel. You're not creepy. No, I'm the creepy old dude at the end of the bar. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe I'll just go to bed. <laughs> That I, was tough. That was, I, got, actually yeah, got tough. Yeah. And that's sort of my problem now is I really want to go traveling again. But I'm at that age where most of my friends have either spouses or babies or really demanding jobs. And there's just not a lot of opportunities to, to travel solo. And, and the most depressing thing is, is, is so I'm turning 36 this year. And so I can't even go on a tacky contiki because oh, they you cut you off at 35, that. you know? Yeah, but you don't want to do that. <laughs> But uh, but again, you know, but you've learned this though. Uh, I'm sure that you know if you wait for other people to go with, you'll you'll, you'll never, never go. go. So that's why I just kind of made the call and it's like, okay, you're gonna have a couple lonely spots, but it's during the day. I'm not too bad. Like right. I'm always kind of you're always out seeing stuff and doing stuff. And yeah. so it's only like when you after you want to go out to a nice meal at night, you know, and have a drink or something. That's when it gets. But during the day, I don't care. You know, I'm okay. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, it's an interesting experience traveling, yeah. traveling solo, but... And I've used some tour companies that that are not too bad, you know, that for... They're not too young and they're not too old. Right. And, and which so. which runs, can I ask? Cause... Well, I, um, I've done Intrepid, like, a okay. number of times. And they're based out of Australia. Mm-hmm. And that's who I used in... Uh, uh, when I just went to Africa. Okay. I did a trip with them in Peru, India. That's who I was with. And some things are, you know, I would change some things about them. Right. But um, for the most part, I've been pretty lucky in the groups. And they're not too big. Right. Maybe like a dozen people or something. The cool, safari in Africa was, was bigger. It was like 19 people. We had a big bus, though. Because I've never done the tour thing. And then last year, for the first time I did a tour, I went with my best friend to Peru. Okay. And it was. It was really nice. I, was, I felt lazy, but it was nice to have everything planned out yeah. for you. But. Everyone. I don't like everything planned out, but you know, I like a little space, and you know, they can give you a place. But what? I'm sorry. Everyone was retired, and they were like, "Oh no, 65 yeah. or seventy, and they thought we were adorable, but it was it was yeah, a little odd. That's the other risk you run. <laughs> yeah. So this one's a nice balance between that that okay. they like give you a little space. They're a little rough around the edges. It's not luxury. It's not right. So you can rough it a little. There's different levels of how much you can rough it. But I, um, I've actually looked up their trips, and they have it's worth trying. Basic. Comfort yeah, and all comfort. sorts of options. Yeah, if you ever need a you know, tip or something. They should, you know, I've given them plenty of publicity. They owe me, I think. <laughs> I, I might be due for a freebie out of that. There you go. So Australia, um, and yeah, well, you said you've been to Brazil as a kid. Right. So uh, of, the, of your adult trips. Oh, oh you, you had mentioned before we started talking that you, before we started talking on the air, um, <laughs> That you were in England. You did comedy in England? I did. So in 2011, I decided to... I'm very lucky. I I can work... My boss lets me work from other countries. Oh, awesome. I need that gig. Not so so much anymore. The job's a little more demanding now. But back then, (laughs) I I could. And so I decided I was just going to go to England for six months, because that's as long as you can go visa-wise. That's great. And go do comedy. 
I did not realize what a uh, masochistic sort of decision that would be. Mm, I've heard about doing comedy. <laughs> I never did. I did actually uh, sets in Australia when I was there. I did okay. in, uh, one in, was it Bondi? No, one in uh, Melbourne, the SB Hotel. Okay. And then there was a couple like little local rooms in, in Sydney that I did. But How that, was it? Was it fun? Yeah, it was fun, but I've heard about in in England. I've seen shows in England, and I've been to like the Edinburgh Festival. But um, I, and I, you know, I did that. I did Fringe up in Scotland. You did, and that was amazing. I, I thought that was you know solo. Just like a, you were, were you in a showcase? I wasn't because I did it so last minute. I actually wasn't going to go, and then the riots happened in London, oh. and I was like, I'm getting out. It's a good time to leave. I'm getting out of London, right. so I went up there and I did just guest performances and other people's shows where okay. they do that. And, and that was fantastic. I was there for about three weeks. Well, that's, oh, you did the oh, three weeks. Wow. I was up there for a while. It was, it was amazing. But performing in, in the rest of in the London, UK was, was harsh. They I, like to heckle. Well, they don't like women. I mean, I'm generalizing here, but they don't like women so much. They don't like Americans so much and they love to heckle. Yeah. So I, Strike uh, three. Strike I, one, two, and three. I had the worst heckle experience in my life. I thought that I'd been heckled before. You know, like I, I thought I had that under my belt. They and didn't say the big they didn't say the big C word, did they? They, they didn't. But I actually had a lady in Forest Hills, which is this, you know, nice little middle class suburb of, of London yell out in the middle of my show that I should go back to America and kill myself. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Good night. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Go back to America and kill yourself with one of your millions of guns. I know, I know. Oh, God. Man, oh, man. So, like, doing comedy in London, what is the um, open mic scene like? Is, is it like here? Do you sign up or do you... It was interesting. I actually found it harder to get spots. Of course, I was newer to the scene, so I didn't know people and whatnot. But a lot of their open mics, you sign up way in advance. Where here in LA, you can you, you can you, show up pretty much anywhere, and you might have to wait a few hours, but yeah. you can get a spot. What do they book it like weeks in advance or something? Weeks in advance, sometimes months in advance, and for they an also mic? have for an open mic taking the open out of the open mic, right? Right, a booked open mic. Okay, <laughs> and they also had a lot of. Like bringer open mics, and I was like, "You have to be kidding me!" You know. So we're not getting paid. I'm bringing the crowd. <laughs> but after I did, I was only there, so I was there for a few weeks, and then I decided to go around Europe for a bit, and went all over and went to Croatia, which I would say after Australia is my my second favorite place I've been. And and when I came back, I did Fringe, and then I met a lot of people. And after yeah. that, I was able to have a lot more book shows, a few paid shows, and so it 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 turned out. It turned out okay, and it was a great experience. I got to see Stan Hope perform over there, <laughs> and you know, which was amazing, just to see him ah, go crazy. But Did, yeah, they. Um, I was just there in August. I went to Croatia and London to see some friends on the way back from Croatia. But they were. Um, I was in Nottingham, and there was a, there was a comedy club there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just looked like all the road gigs I ever did here. You know, it was right. like a little. I saw the sign and the. But uh, it's a it's a growing thing, and and it's it's amazing because I I did a uh, three month trip, uh, kind of like you. Did. I kind of took off when I, I was between gigs when this mm-hmm. job ended that I had, and I just took off for three months, and ended two thousand eleven. And I had been I went back through like Berlin, which I hadn't been there since eighty nine, when the wall was still up. <laughs> and then I went to all these places I hadn't been, like Central Europe and Budapest and and uh, Krakow and Prague and all that stuff. And there was comedy on the yeah. TV everywhere, and this didn't exist, you know, when I was there the first time. Right. You know, it was it's, and in culture like German stand-up comedy, that, 
I did a set in Berlin in, at, at, a, at an English show. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I mean, it was mostly an expat crowd. Right, but, right. Yeah, but it's 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 kind of like it's twenty years behind, you know, here. Right. Like there's still because it was it really is an American kind of art form there. You know, I mean, original in London, it was crazy the amount of. Oh, it's young huge, and upcoming yeah. comics, you know, that that existed. I it was a really good learning experience, but it definitely at times was 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 tough. So here you are. You're you've been living in California, and then you go to England. Now, did, did you miss the sun desperately? I did. I missed That's the one thing about England. It gets yeah, me. I didn't. I didn't love the the weather in England. The weather's it's sort just of the, shit. It's, it's horrible. Sort of the, I don't know. Outside of London, I really enjoyed, but some of London was just, it's just so hard to do things, like even go grocery shopping. Or, yeah. Well, I was also, I was living in like council housing, which is sort oh, of like God, yeah. project housing. Yeah. What part? What Actually, very nice council housing. I was in Clapham North, which okay. is actually South London. But, and the coolest thing, my, one of my fondest memories is walking back from gigs late at night. I had to walk about almost a mile, but I would see foxes, urban foxes. Oh. And they just roam around and they go through the trash, but they were so cute. And <laughs> and now foxes, you know, there's that song, what does the fox say, or this this big marketing thing. But that <laughs> I have a special special spot in my heart. Is that like the, their the raccoon? Foxes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Um, it's so expensive, though. That's the only it thing I hear about London. It's so expensive. So expensive. Did you, you must have been doing some work. Like So I was doing some legal work, but yeah. just enough really to, to get by. And, and when I came back, I, I went through all my savings too. When I came back, I was <sighs> so broke that my friend in Florida from college said, you know, she has a nice house. She said, you can come stay with me for a while. Because I was like, how am I going to get an apartment in LA? <laughs> so I came back from... England and packed up my car, drove cross country, did comedy along the way, and went and lived in Florida for six months to resave up money, and then came back out here. Yeah, like most of my family is in Florida now. You know, I grew up in Chicago, but then okay. they moved down there. So my sister, and my mom's down there, and then but they're in like in a horrible part of Florida. They're in like Central Florida, which is right. brutal. But I have I had like family that grew up south of Miami in Kendall. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what you in Miami. I can I can take Miami for like it's like Vegas, like two days right. and then I'm done. Right. Well, then, it's... then brain cells start falling out of my head. You know. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, going to college there was amazing. I'm it sure. Was I mean, so much been... fun. But I was actually there recently for work, and we stayed in South Beach. And after about four days, yeah. same thing. I was like, I can't, I can't take this. And I I don't know. I think maybe I'm getting too old. But I'm going to Vegas in two weeks to do shows. And oh, where at? At Bonkers. Hmm. Uh, it's a, a new club that's actually in downtown. Oh, okay. So, old Vegas. Old Vegas. I guess Fremont Street is mm-hmm. supposed, to, supposed to be redone and happening. But, um, you know, it, it's to that point now. I love Vegas, but I'm like, oh, can I? Two days. <laughs> two it's, days, yeah. I tell people overseas, two days, tops. I know. Yeah. You go there and you'll see Australians or British people are there for like they five or go. seven days. And they're, I'm like, have you lost tr- all I your money in They don't know. Home? Yeah, that's what I mean. They can't, I can't talk them out of it. They're like, well, we got to go to Vegas. You don't have to go to Vegas. No. But if you do... Two days. Two days. Or if you're going to stay longer, at least you know take some days and go to the the canyon. You know, right? And, right. You know, but what you should see, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, the Vegas. They all want to go. They all <laughs> want to go. So I mean, you, you said you loved a Croatia. Love Croatia. Did you get to see other parts of Europe? I mean, yeah. So it's so I, easy from London. You can go anywhere. It was pretty easy. I took the channel to Paris. See, I still haven't done that. It was just a train. <laughs> it, it is right. <laughs> haven't missed out, but. I was thinking, you know, Grand Central Station, places like that in New York, 
They're open all night. They're really nice. And so I bought the cheapest ticket, which left at like 4 a.m. from King's Cross. Oh. And I was like, I'll just go and hang out. King's Cross was close. Yeah. <laughs> but I met some nice people who were about to go on holiday and I hung out with them. And they warned me when I got to Paris about some of the, you know, con practices that might happen and got to Paris. Paris was amazing. I stayed at a hostel that had 16 beds in one room. I mean, it was insane. And it was still like 50 euro a night yeah. sort of thing. But Paris was great. And I spent a little bit of time in Spain and then a good amount of time in Italy. Venice was amazing. I went to Venice by myself. And, you know, it's mainly couples. Another and, another two-day place. And top, romance. But right? I loved it. Yeah, it was it was great. It is, I mean, you see it. It's beautiful. And then you're there like, okay. Yeah. Um, After a couple of days? <laughs> what was right. funny is I'm not a big wine drinker. Oh, and well, there. Well. well, it was so much cheaper to drink wine. It was expensive yeah. to drink water. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a bottle of water would be more expensive than, it, it, than a glass And the of house wine. wine is great. Yeah. You know, just get a bottle. Yeah, whatever your house red is. And then they'll bring it and like, wow, this is... I'm paying so, like $40 for this bottle back home. I definitely drink a lot more wine there than I, than I do here. So no meat. No meat. No wine usually. I just don't. I just don't love wine. But I you drink Cro- anything. Yeah, I do. Because in Australia, they kick you out. You know, in England, I know, I know. If, if you're not boozing it up, it's tough. I love cider, so that works. for Oh, me that helps a lot in England. And then, did you when you're in Croatia? Did you ever have that lemon beer? No. They had this amazing lemon beer. I've tried to find it here, and I can't. I don't remember the name of it. Well, there's but... two big like national brands, like their version of like Miller and Bud. There's right. like Plethi. Platform. Trying to remember. One begins with an O. They're really long names. Right. <laughs> and one begins with a P. That's all I meant. And I couldn't really tell the difference between the two of them. But so we drank this lemon beer in Croatia. And it lemon was, beer. It was great. Well, it's supposed to be there next month. So there you go. I will have to Google have to it, it. And, and, and send it to you. Lemon and I beer. just did the I just did the islands. I didn't I didn't make oh, it. Oh, you stayed on the coast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the first time I went, I went in Dubrovnik split in Korchula. So and I did that, Havar the... split in Dubrovnik. Okay. Yeah. Havar. So tell me about that. That's the party island, right? One of the party islands. There's a bunch of them. I think Havar and Split were both were both party islands. But well, we... yeah, Korchula is is on the way. Like we drop people off at Havar on the way to Korchula, mm-hmm. and I see all these people getting off, and I was like, they look they're having a fun time. We're, we're, why don't we stop at this island? Well, my friend had went, and he goes, "Whatever you do, just stay at this hostel called the Green Lizard." And we're like, "Okay." So we booked it, and we met. South Africans, Australians, yeah. all the party people. It was it was a, a, a lot of fun and that is the one thing I miss about um hostels. You know, when you get past, you do meet a ton of people. I always say they need like hostels for slightly older people. Yeah, they well they have elder hostels. Now. I know. It's like there's this But they're yeah. old, yeah. Where's the middle age? Because at our age we're supposed to be responsible yeah, we're working supposed to be, and get a decent hotel. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're supposed to be able to afford better. But no. <laughs> Maybe that's our business hook. Exactly. Hey, we'll we need an app. We need an app and, exactly. and housing. Uh, have you done the Airbnb thing? I did it for the first time in Croatia this last summer. I I did it a little bit, but not much. Um, but you did the couch surfing? I did couch surfing. I hosted some couch surfers yeah? here a couple times, but I haven't done it. Like on my trip, I, I didn't stay in people's houses, but I did like went to their meetup groups. Mm-hmm. I so we met some, out for a drink or something. Something else called Servas, which is like an international service organization it's a little bit more based on not so much just a place to stay but more like staying with a host family and an immersion and i i did a few a few of those which was which was great serve us 
serve us. Yeah. Okay, I have to check that out. Yeah. So and, and again, wh- it runs it runs a lot older, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm older than you, so that's. Uh, so what would be uh, what was it about Croatia that you think that that you responded to so much? You know, it was just beautiful, and what I loved was on the coast, like in Dubrovnik, just this sort of combination of you know the beautiful water and island and all that and then just such history and these really old beautiful white marble castles and (laughs) it was it was really neat and the people were great and actually it's funny one of my friends i met up with a friend there and she met a guy and they're still together here we go they're still together so yeah you never know is he tall they're all tall over there well he's not croatian he's south african so he's not tall (laughs) all right the Croatians are They tall. are. They're all tall. Are they? Everybody's like two inches looking. taller than yeah. you think they'd be. Yeah. They're like, boy, even the women are like, boy, am I? I'm six feet tall and I don't feel, I feel short here. But Croatia was great. And, you know, so many, it'd been really hyped up and I was a little bit worried. Yeah, it's a very hot destination now. It also was cheap because when I was there, it wasn't on the Euro. And so it was really affordable. What year was this? They had just been voted into the EU, uh, but the they hadn't switched over the money. And so it was fantastic. Was it the Krona? Krona? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, it's getting more and more expensive, expensive. unfortunately. Yeah. I feel like people have discovered it now. They have. And, and all of Europe has. And uh, right. I was there in August, which I don't recommend. Because it's the total know, party time. You're fighting every uh, German for uh, any hotel room or be, you know any place on the beach. Germans love to travel everywhere I went. Everywhere. There was more Germans than the actual people in the country. <laughs> I always said, like, you could be the most remote, like, forest in the middle of nowhere in part of the world. And be like, nobody else has found this place. And then some German couple will walk out. You're like, son of a bitch. Exactly. How did they beat exactly. me here? <laughs> um, so where else? What would, what would be your dream destination? Where do you want to go? I really want to go to South Africa. I, I want to see the animals. I, this sounds so cynical, but I feel like they're probably all going to die off. In well, our lifetime. Are. Yeah. So I would love to go to South Africa. I don't do well with cold, but I really want to go to Antarctica yeah. as, as well. I think it would just be so amazing. And plus, it's that last continent we all have to ch- check off. The exactly. Oh, that's really expensive to get to Antarctica. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I was thinking of getting there. I guess the easiest way, you go down to Patagonia mm-hmm. in Argentina. The and, and Vulcan then Islands, yeah. Do a little t- cruise from there or something. And I want to go to India. Um, yeah, cause I'm surprised you haven't. You know, I I haven't been yet. I that's one place I don't necessarily want to go by myself. And I'm, that's when I did the tour because uh, right, right. I just the thought of like booking the whole thing and you know, but I think you would I think you would dig it just for the fact you've been surrounded by so much of it. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. Although I do feel like it's almost parts of it have been co opted, and I feel like L A has co opted a lot of India with the ashrams and the yoga and yeah, and but all of I mean, that, but. Well, so they, they've said the same thing about the, the Krishna movement, though. They've co-opted part right, of right. India. I mean, so being raised around that, were your parents really conscious of, like, exposing you to a lot of different ideas of things and ways of living? And Definitely. Definitely. So it wasn't like staying at the the Hilton every time. Oh, no. When we traveled, I mean, we used to go to Mexico every year for a month. And a month? A month. Because, like I said, they love to pull me out of school. And we stayed in this little village where um, Mexicans would actually go on vacation and no one really spoke English there. And, and you know, it was great. We really did things like that. We never did touristy stuff. Okay. So, you know, and in back then I was like, I want to go to the Hilton. Yeah. But- We're Disneyland. <laughs> did, uh, are you good with languages? I, mean, I am terrible. 
terrible at languages. Oh, yeah, I know. And right. my parents speak Portuguese from from living in Brazil. Oh. And growing up, I, re- I would get so frustrated because when they wanted to talk about me in front of me, they would just speak Portuguese to each other. That's just cruel. Just cruel. But you got to go off and learn it on your own one day, and then you just bust them. I finally oh. got Rosetta Stone for Spanish, but I just don't do. You would think after you know living in Miami as well, and here, would, yes, and here that I would know some more Spanish, but it just doesn't come naturally to me. That said, I've never had a problem getting around, even in places where there's been hardly any English speakers. The hardest, the hardest time time I had Spanish wise was in Buenos Aires, mm-hmm. just because the accent is so crazy. You right, know, they just have a completely different accents dialects and things like that are are so different and one thing that was really interesting is i don't know if you've ever heard of toastmasters yeah um not a drinking club for people who are listening it's actually (laughs) like a public speaking organization yeah i've been around a long time yeah a long time and i used to be a lot more involved in it but when i've traveled places i've popped into toastmasters because it's all over the world so when I was in Thailand, I went to the Bangkok Toastmasters. What is it? Is it like a, um, a moose lodge? I mean, kind of thing? <laughs> so <it's- laughs> <laughs> what is it? They have a clubhouse. They're wearing hats, like fezes with it's, horns on. No, it's not that It's It's not that weird. Basically, what was Fred Flintstone in? The water buffalo or something? Okay. Anyone can join, and it's just public speaking and leadership skills. And there's a curriculum. And it's really interesting. I mean, there's some great clubs here. I've met a lot of great friends but you'll have a mix of people people you know english is their second language mm-hmm. people who are just shy things like <laughs> that but it, it's it's cool to see because it's sort of like the hard christian temples not that it's it's like that but people are so accepting and you go there and you know in thailand there were expats and there were people there who are learning english and it was <laughs> it's it's a cool thing to do it was a neat thing like comedy and Toastmasters have always been a cool thing to pop into around the world. Yeah, you find a little club. And, yeah. Well, now online, it's, always, it's, it's made it so much easier to, to connect with people before you show up somewhere. What are your thoughts on that? Like, I have mixed feelings about... I mean, the first few times that I went traveling, like I said, no computer, no cell phone, Me too. all of that. And, and now I almost feel like you, you, you don't get to get away completely because we're always posting yeah. or... I think you really have to make consciously turn it turn it off. Right. You know, right. I mean, it becomes really Yeah, I, I it's really tough when you always like is is this place have Wi Fi? Right. I know. I only it's go there if I have Wi Fi. We have Wi Fi and it's just a lot of times it's just curing boredom and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but sometimes it's great to let it go. Like I don't <laughs> like my I don't get a uh, local number where I'm at. I just like do Wi-Fi. Like I turn my my phones on airplane mode right, the entire right. time. But even then, you know, it does come in handy when you want to meet up with people. Yeah, definitely. It's like, God, I want to make a call. And yeah, no, I I got the you know Australian SIM card. I actually have a whole bag of well, if foreign there, SIM cards. But if you're there, if for you're a in while, one place for like more than a month, you got to yeah. get something. Yeah. But um, yeah, sometimes good to just shut it off, just put it away. I agree. But yeah, but if, for a solo traveler. It's kind of invaluable in that kind of thing. Like the uh, the three-month thing I did, I was constantly moving. I, I was going all the time, but I was booking it all myself on the way. Right, so you so have to. I never have could have that. done that before. You know, I mean, I, was, I don't even remember how I booked stuff before. And Ask, I, asking the hotel I was at, <laughs> hey, do you know a place at this other town? And I know. Like asking I, know how, I don't know how we did it. How right? we called? It's, oh, Paper maps? We were like this. animals. <laughs> Where would... It, um, have you ever had any kind of run-ins with like police or any anything uh, like that? Nothing too crazy. I well, I was in London for the riots, right? 
And and that was pretty scary, actually. I was performing on the east side the night that it like all broke out and the show got canceled and I was trying to get home and all of the, the tube stations had been locked down. So I had to take a cab to get to the tube. And Ugh. then um, I had dropped off all my clothes at like a laundry place and they had been locked down. So for the like week, you I, the same clothes? I didn't have any clothes, uh, which was, which was kind of funny. But, and in Australia, I hung out with a lot of, rugby players and oh, they no would drinking go, there they would go out and get drunk and get in fights and get locked up like every night but in australia it seemed they'd get locked up and then they get out and that was the end of it so <laughs> what gotta love them gotta um, love them but no personally knock on wood you know i i haven't had any scary or you know things like that traveling i'm trying to remember what those particular riots were about what was the what, what set it off what were those uh, you know they about? They're not really sure. I, I class race. You know, there's lots of lots of things, but and this sounds. So there wasn't weird. one particular like. Uh, I don't even remember that... there being an, an incident. It was mainly teenagers. You know, okay. teenagers in hoodies, sort of sort of thing. And I this sounds so American of me, but the police didn't. Police don't have guns for the most part, except for the palace police. Right. And they wouldn't use rubber bullets. They wouldn't use water. They wouldn't use anything. And so, and and I was like, where are all the police? Where are the guns? You know, it's like, oh my gosh, I sound so American. I right picture now. the one. <laughs> it's always it's like the Monty Python skit. You know, no matter the murder happening from him, you know, what's all this then? Just walks right. in, does nothing. Right. Um, Carry on, move along. <laughs> that was part of the problem because I kept going on and on because finally, then I think Cameron or sent in the military. Yeah, and they and they had the guys with guns. The guys with guns. Right, right. <laughs> but I mean, that would, those are always the questions you have to ask. I mean, wherever I go around the world, the two things they can't understand about America are the healthcare system mm-hmm. and the guns. And after a while, you you get exhausted of. Explaining, but, I mean, defending all of, all of or that. yeah, and sometimes I don't defend. You know, right. I don't. Uh, I mean, there's a lot we could work on both exactly. issues. You know, there's a lot we didn't get everything right. No, you know, and, no. and so there's a lot I I wish I could change. Yeah, and that's been an interesting thing. I I think I was sort of blindly patriotic before I did a lot of traveling. A lot of people, a lot of Americans are right, actually. and and I could see overseas. You know, why some countries don't like us, and and. It was really ed- educational. At the same time, I think I also got a newfound appreciation for some of the the rights and the ability just to sit here and say there's problems because yeah. some countries can't say that. So yeah. it's, it's been a good learning experience. Well, when they talk about you know when 9-11 happened and so we have to protect the American way of life, yet when some people meant – that means you can still go shopping. Right. And buy more shit than you need. <laughs> right, and charge but, up your credit card. Yeah, but the stuff worth fighting for is the stuff like – you know, freedom of the press is mm-hmm. a huge thing. And when you go to a country where they don't have it. Right. And when you see, you look at their paper and it's all just awful Completely propaganda. Censored, yeah. and, and just, and you're going, oh yeah, you can't just say anything here. Right. And the people get thrown in jail and, you know, or worse. And you go, oh yeah, that's worth fighting for. Yeah. That's yeah. worth sticking. That's worth keeping. <laughs> and little things like, yeah, just, you know, just basic rights and basically the Bill of Rights. Exactly. That's the stuff worth. And we do have it. So good here. Like we have such great qualities of life. For, yeah. So cheaply in general. Maybe not in LA or New York, but you can drink the water out of the tap exa- and not get ex- dysentery. Exactly. And and so that was, you know, interesting. Yeah. It was a learning experience for me. Did it make you wanna like uh you know how did it change you when you came back? Like, it definitely made my comedy a lot more political. 
Oh, really? Um, I, I think. And I, I actually, I mean, I hate to say it, but I used to be pretty apathetic. Like, I didn't necessarily always vote or things like that. Yeah, it and, seems like your parents would make you do that. Like, you know, I, I went so far the other way. At one, young, You know, one point I wanted to be like a young Republican. Like, I, I rebelled God, so far. man, that is. I know. And, this is family ties. <laughs> and so, you know, sort of a paradox because right. and, and, and coming back now, definitely a lot more aware and, and, and probably not as much of an advocate as I, I should be, but... Well, I mean, it makes you more tolerant. Yes. Tends to. Yeah, you know, Because you see, well, oh, there's a million different ways to live around the world, and a, you know, a billion Chinese could care less whether I <laughs> have a good set. Right, you know? I know, so, I know. Nobody cares. <laughs> it, just, it humbles you, basically. Exactly, you realize... In the scheme of things, you're tiny. Right. Exactly. You're tiny. Exactly. Which we need more humbling here in Hollywood. We don't get humbled enough by the business. <laughs> um, so, do you have any trips planned right now? Or? You know, I've been trying to plan something for the summer and just been, it's been so hard. Places that I want to go, it's not good weather necessarily. I was looking into Morocco or India or things like that, and it's just too hot. Um, and, and other places. So yeah, right now I've, I've been at that point where I've been trying to get someone to go with me oh, and okay. now I'm at that screw it. I'm just going to go by myself. Have you been to a, a Muslim country before? Like where you had to cover up and I have not. I, uh, I don't actually know if I can because I have an Israeli stamp in my passport. I have one too, but okay. Uh, and I, it wasn't... I haven't, uh, I'm trying to think. I haven't really researched I've heard it. different things on this. Yeah. So, oh, you should have got a stamp. I was like, well, what are they going to, you know? Right. I went there once, you know. <laughs> I would it's, love it's to go to Egypt. I mean, ever since I was little, I had a fascination with, with all of that. And it, it seems like everywhere is sort of, you know, unstable these days. But yeah. again, I've never, I've been to places and I've never felt unsafe. So. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you do that birthright thing where you could go? I did. I, I got, said, the, I I got the that. free trip. You got the free trip. I got the free trip. I didn't, I didn't even know about it. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> Uh, I went to University of Miami, so oh, everybody went there. Yeah. But uh, it was me it was, in my state <laughs> Illinois school education. Nobody, nobody told me. It actually snowed the day we went to the wall, which was really, really rare it and really cool. Snowed in Jerusalem. It did. It was, wow, which was neat. Um, I've never seen that. Yeah, they That's said it was really like rare. a once in a lifetime sort of thing. So that was cool. That's cool. But I was actually starving in in Israel because it was kosher and so it was either meat or dairy and they always went meat on the trip so wow. i was like <laughs> just bread he carved it up i was just so hungry all the time i was you know i came back i didn't want to see another falafel for like the oh rest god of my yeah life, but <laughs> the coffee's good coffee's good. yeah but, yeah, but they, the hummus is great <laughs> that's what they say my, yeah you didn't eat hummus i ate hummus i got so sick of all of that i love it now but oh uh, oh yeah you were younger Yes. Yeah, but you were eating vegetarian your whole life. Yes. You must be hummused out by now. <laughs> Veggie chili again. The um. So, have you ever had any like horrible flights or bad? Nothing too bad. One thing that one thing bad that happened to me was in New Zealand. I went to Rotorua, which is where the natural hot springs yeah, yeah. are. And I remember my mom telling me, "You have to go in the hot springs, and it's so rejuvenating. It's so good for your skin." And and so I did, and I remember sitting in these hot tubs, and there was like so much stuff in the water. And I was like, "Oh, this must be minerals," and I was like rubbing it into my skin. And um, the next day, I woke up with like a horrible rash all over my body. And uh, what was it? I had to go to the doctor, and he said it was some sort of like 
fungus because all those floating particles in the hot tub were not minerals. They were other people's skin. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that is gross. So gross. <laughs> but um, I still go in hot springs. When I was in Peru, we went in the hot springs, you know, after Machu Picchu. And, and... Well, your mom didn't get this same rash? Or... No, I guess she was rejuvenated. But... <laughs> you were rejuvenated with a fungus. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. <laughs> So that was that was kind of a funny <laughs> a funny story. You know, I've had some missed flights, but I've been I've been pretty lucky. Is there was has there been a place where you said like I don't need to go back to that place again? You know, I I sort of feel that way about Spain and people think really? I'm crazy. But you know, actually Barcelona I had my debit card stolen, I had my camera uh, stolen, I had like Another had, friend of mine got her purse stolen in Barcelona. All those sort of things. And I consider myself to be pretty aware. Um I actually had my card sucked into the ATM and they just wouldn't wouldn't return it. The bank wouldn't give it back. Oh really? Um but did they charge a bunch of stuff to it? And no. But I just didn't have any money or access to money for a while. Oh my God. Um uh, and and so, you know, there was just it just didn't strike me. Although I've met Spaniards traveling and had such an amazing connection and um people who live in, you know, Menorca and Minorca. So I would like to give it another try, but it's just <laughs> it was just the one place where I wasn't like, this is amazing. Well, what um would you live overseas again? Like it's, what's your plan if you had to retire somewhere? Like I'm gonna retire to France or something. I would love to be, you know, besides people say they want to be bicoastal, like I would love to be bicontinental. You know, I think it oh, would yeah, I think it would be be great to live all over i i think i would like to live in a place where they speak english just because no this is how you learn i know i know but this is how your parents learned exactly exactly and you can talk in front of your children in a different language (laughs) so it you know depends on the funds depends on the jobs yeah um comedy too is not something you can do everywhere but i'm I'm pretty limits if you want to perform yeah you gotta stick with english but i'm i'm pretty open i feel like there's so many places you know, like i feel compared to some people i'm quote well traveled but then like you know i sit across from you or i i other travelers i met i'm like i have seen so little well i mean world. i've had a head start on you though i mean i'm a little <laughs> older but we, no but you can you like practice law in another country can you go to like australia and practice i law? can't i actually looked into transferring it I, so i couldn't actually go to court over there but i probably no, okay. still could work remotely here. I mean, even in the United States, you're licensed in each state. So technically, you can't even go to court in another state. Right. I'm lucky that I do federal law. So I have a bit more flexibility. Um, but I'm not, I'm not tied down to doing law for the rest of my life. I, it's nice to know you can do it. But it is. It's, it's been great. And once I pay off those law school loans, we'll, oh, we'll see what happens. That's the other thing in our system. That's, oh, that's flawed. That is something that, uh, you know, just makes no sense to and me And try to explain all. that to people. It's like, oh, yeah, we go to college, but people leave hundreds of thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. No, I mean, You're I graduated like, really? about 175000 in debt. Oh, my God. And uh, for Just from law school or Miami? Just from law school. I just got a Yeah. I mean, I took out loans for living, too, because you're not allowed to work when you're in law school your first year. Oh, my God. And so, you know, that said, like, people always say, oh, I don't have the money to travel. And the times that I've traveled has when I've been the absolute poorest if you want to go you you know what i always tell people that too it's just you know you got to book it yeah just you know buy the ticket and then you'll make it happen you'll make it work right and if you have to stay in a couple weekends and you know people don't realize how much money they piss away on a daily basis that's the thing is here you can spend so much money you know spending like 30 40 bucks a week on coffee right (laughs) yeah yeah 
you don't need that. You know, right. if you really want to go, it's it's definitely you can, doable. Yeah, forty dollars you can eat for a week in Asia. You know what I mean? Right, right. So we got to get you to India. Yes. I can't believe you haven't been there. I know. It seems so. And everybody would be able to pronounce your name they correctly. Will, and that's, that's the only people here. <laughs> only Indians can pronounce my name, and they get all excited. <laughs> oh, they're like, oh, Janavi. <laughs> yes. So, and I was just going to do a horrible Indian accent. I did I, not do it. <laughs> did you ever read that book, Shantaram? No, other people have told me about that. It's a, it's a great book. And yeah, half the kids on the train in India are reading it. And so half the white people on the train. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a great <laughs> that and eat pray love. Sort the ones make, in Bali. Sort of makes me want to go do heroin in India, but I'll refrain oh, yeah. from well, that. You but... know, that was your parents. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tripping out in Marrakesh. God. And so my parents actually, for being high Christians, have never been to India either. I can't believe that. I know. So I, I think maybe that should be a family trip sometime. Yeah. That's an amazing thing. So are they required to go is that like a Mormon? Th- you have to do service overseas? Or? You don't have to, but... It's encouraged. It's encouraged. Spread the word. Right. Wow. It's so. an interesting way to grow up. Yeah. And you can just show up and they'll believe, you say, oh, my parents were... Yes, I, I'll... I'm going to make... Give me an Indian name so if I need a place to stay... Well, if you just I'm go up and say Harry Bo, basically, they'll, yeah? they'll figure down. So I love George Harrison. <laughs> big fan. <laughs> Uh, so part of their deal is that they have to they don't have to but they, they don't have to but they share yes and okay. it's usually donation based and it's it's all vegetarian and there's one right there in uh, there Venice is. right there is yeah yeah okay I've walked by it um, so. and there's actually a little India here in LA that no one's aware of because the hipsters haven't found it in Runda oh, yet I hope this doesn't blow it but it's actually off the 91 like near Knott's Berry Farm yeah there's this little town um, called it's either Pioneer or Artesia. One's a town and one's a street. And it's all Indian. It's all Southern Indian. So it's vegetarian and it's snack food. Ooh, and, and it's spicy. There's, I love it's that spicy. Stuff. There's a Bollywood theater. It's, oh, it's great. Really? So I go out there a lot of times, get a lot of spices and groceries out there. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So you have to check it out. It's great. I'll do it uh, at a home travel. Yeah, yeah that sounds really good. Um, okay, where can people... Uh, oh, we should wrap this up. Sure. Where can people see your, your your web series and find out where you're playing? Sure. The, this is the plug portion of, yes. the, of the podcast. Uh, so my website is just com, and it's J-A-H-N-A-V-I, Goldstein, E before I. I can't believe no one took that uh, name Domain, before, I know. Uh, right? Domain. They, you got .com on that. Good for you. Um, and the web series is available at Lawyers the Web Series. Lawyers the Web Series. And you wrote and produced and directed it? I did with a fellow attorney and comedian, and we did uh, 10 episodes. And it was a a lot of work and a lot of learning. But (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear fun in there. No, it was a lot lot of fun. I remember uh, driving around with a prop gun and a bag of prop pills for one episode, thinking I'm so going to... It was Fourth of July weekend, thinking I'm going to get pulled over and have this... (laughs) What looks gun like a pills. gun and yeah. pills in my car. I don't know if, the, you know, not the stereotype, but I don't know if the cops are looking for you exactly. <laughs> I don't know if they're, yeah, pull over that blonde girl. She's so, probably got pills and, and drugs. And, anyone is in Vegas, uh, May 30th and 31st, I'll be at Bonkers there. So. Bonkers? So it's a Friday, Saturday? Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. I should get that name from you. I haven't been. Yeah, there. I haven't played definitely. Vegas in a long time. 
Um, well, thank you so much for coming in. I know yeah. it, was a, it was a haul for you. No, oh, not too bad. If I can travel across the world, you, I can you're drive making from a Hermosa, yeah. right? Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, well, thanks. It was great to meet you. Thanks for having me. Jonathan Goldstein, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.